Side-by-side conversations are an opportunity for leaders to share more widely their stories and insights beyond their teams and organisations and for a wider audience to learn from them. The title, Side-by-Side Conversations, comes from my passion for walking and talking. Among my first guests is Natalie Shearing, who I had the privilege of first meeting when she was working in one of the largest global pharmaceutical companies. One of Natalie's guiding principles is that she wants to be remembered as someone who forgets what she gives and remembers what she receives. Natalie, a huge welcome to you and thank you ahead of your sharing for your willingness to be part of this open conversation. Absolutely my pleasure. I'm really keen today to learn more about you and what makes you the person and the leader that you are. My first question is, how are you? Well, Annie, it's a privilege to be with you today. Thank you for inviting me along and I'm feeling joyous today. It's a beautiful day here and uh, it's a pleasure to speak with you. So thank you for having me along. Thank you. One of the first questions that I always ask leaders is who are you and who and what shaped your values and beliefs? Well, it's a massive question, isn't it? So maybe I start from where I am and uh, where I come from. So I am from Edinburgh originally and I was adopted as a very small baby along with my identical twin sister. And I say that because that massively shaped the lives that we have led and the person that I have become, principally because of the opportunity that that afforded me to live a life that could have been very different. And the value that that underpins is one of wanting to give back continually. And I believe that if we live our lives in service to others, then we live greater lives. Uh, So yeah, I guess that's a a little short intro into my values and beliefs. But as you mentioned, my background is in science. I was a district nurse for nearly 10 years in the NHS. And that was a true privilege to care for others when they're most vulnerable. And the lessons that that taught me in relation to leadership and always being humble and giving back were seminal for me, really. And then I moved into the commercial environment Mm. and where we met, in fact. Uh, and had the opportunity to build on my leadership further through a number of different roles. But never did I feel more valued and more alive than when I was helping others achieve the best they could achieve, whether that was in a sales function or whether it was in other functions within the business. So I think that's a bit of a summary for you. Thank you, Natalie. One of the many things that you have just spoken about is the influence of your early childhood on who you've become. And I'd like to ask you more about what in particular you would encourage leaders who perhaps are starting out on their journey to remember and to take from their childhood. Certainly. Well, I think I mentioned there for you um, the opportunity that I saw or that I actually now reflect on as a much older person. I recognise the opportunity that that adoption afforded uh, myself and my sister. And that would be the thing that I would encourage other leaders to really think about. What is the opportunity that you have to give back to others, to help them see the opportunity that they have? Because too often in leadership, in busy lives, we are caught up in the doing. We're not caught up in the moving forward as people not growing. And sometimes taking the opportunity to stop, recognise, flag that opportunity to others, helps them see it in the context that it's in and then act upon it for a greater good. 
Lovely, thank you. What you've described there is a wonderful process of reflection and of action. So making time to reflect and then to take that learning from your reflection and turn it into action. The other thing that made me smile as you were talking is something you will have heard me talk about, that leadership is as much about who you are being as what you do. And all too often, we focus on the doing to the detriment of not making time to focus and reflect on who we're being. One of the things that is really important for leaders is being able to embody their values and beliefs in their behavior. And from my experience, Natalie, most leaders are at their best when they are in touch with their values and beliefs and bring these values and beliefs to their behavior. So my next question to you is what are you like when you are at your confident best as a leader? Great question, Annie, and um, thank you. It's uh, it's a difficult one, isn't it? You know, because how often do we ask ourselves, how am I being when I'm right here in the now um, interacting with others? But for me, when I'm my confident best, it's about bringing my energy, bringing my passion, but also bringing compassion to others. I am an extrovert, naturally, um, and I realise that I can be quite high energy. And that can be intimidating to others and it can dull others ability to come forward so when I'm at my confident best I know when to turn that dial up and down uh, a little bit like volume um, sometimes more sometimes less and when I do that what I find is the feedback is you know you engaged us you made us feel optimistic passionate we could do anything but you allowed us our own space that combination that fine balance of energy plus space for me is is really where I'm at when I'm at my confident best. That's fantastic, thank you. And you mentioned something else there, Natalie, that is so important, is the feedback that you get. So it sounds like you have asked people for feedback on your impact. And uh, one of the questions that I ask people to think about in between opportunities I have to work with them is to get feedback on what they're like on a bad day and what they're like on a good day and what in particular triggers them from being at their best into being at their worst. So let me ask you, what are the things that trigger you from being at your best into not being at your best? Well, I, I mentioned to you there that I'm at my best when I'm with others. Mm. I am truly at my worst. Well, not always at my worst, but I, I can be at my worst when I have long periods um, on my own. Now, not so much if I'm out doing something creative. I'm a keen photographer, so uh, if I'm out in the environment focusing on things, I'm great. But if I am in front of my computer for a long period of time with no interaction with others, I get into my own head. I lose passion, I lose enthusiasm, and I lose focus. And I am not at my best, and I am grumpy, and a bit doer, and yeah, not not brilliant. So I try and punctuate computer time with people time. Nice one, that sounds great. And taking time to think about the things that trigger us from being at our best to being at our worst is a really important part of reflection. 
and great to know that you have identified what triggers you and tips you into being at your worst. What are the things you mentioned already being out there taking photographs? What other things help you to switch back into being at your best? So for me, it's it's about that interaction with people. And when I see um, the light going on, if you like, behind people's eyes, and I've perhaps said something or we've had a conversation and all of a sudden they've thought, I understand. I I can see how this impacts me. I can see how I can make the most of this opportunity. Um, That really helps me switch back into that mode of really being at my best Mm -hmm. and then helping others be at their best. So it sounds like you get energy from other people and that's really important to you. And you also mentioned having a focus. And one of the things that I have found with leaders is that it is the rich mix of focus and energy that we need to bring in in order to be able to engage with other people. So moving on to my next question, how do you look after yourself? And this relates to one of my values and one which you've already mentioned around compassion. And it's one thing, as we know, to care for other people. But how do you care for yourself? So um, it's interesting you asked that question. I was with a client the other week and we were talking about a philosophical book by a guy called Milton Meyerhoff. Um, and I read it when I was doing my nurse training, in fact, and it struck me, it talks a lot about love and caring, and mentioned specifically, you cannot care for anyone else if you do not care for yourself first. And for me, that has been a founding principle of how I've tried to travel through life so far. And there's lots of different ways in which I do that. I take time to reflect. I am a savage consumer of novels of adventure books of anything frankly I have a curious mind and a passion for learning and those things really help me recharge my batteries and care for my inner self and honestly I love to be outside you know I'm from Scotland so I accept that the weather can be quite changeable but anything outside to be back within nature to be where we belong actually I believe uh, really helps me revitalize the physical energy and recognise how small we are in nature and how insignificant we can be, but how significant our impact can be. Mm, Lovely. Natalie, we've talked about how our childhoods influence who we become by way of our values and beliefs and our leadership behaviour. You've also mentioned some of the books that you have read that have influenced you. And I know for myself, many, many years ago, I read a book by Roger Harrison in which he talked about the will of an organisation, very much leaders bringing focus to their leadership, but also about the love. And by that, he meant connection between people, the energy between people, and that to truly lead, we need this rich mix of will and of love for each other and for the direction that we're going in. And I wondered, what are some of the books that have truly influenced you in your leadership and in your life, in who you've become? Well, thanks, Anna. It's a great question. I've digested more books than I care to remember, so it's sometimes difficult for me to uh, remember exactly titles and authors. But one book that stands out for me specifically is uh, Milton Meyerhoff's on caring. I read that when I was in my third year, possibly at nursing, and it had such a significant impact on me because it talked about love and care. 
obviously words that are not used regularly in the commercial world and the corporate world but that underpin what we are which is human beings and we're all seeking love and care at every opportunity so I come back to that well-thumbed copy regularly uh, so yeah I would recommend that mm. but actually one that I've just finished reading by a chap called Alistair Humphreys who is known for many feats including cycling around the world he wrote a lovely book uh, My Midsummer Rememberings I think it's called and what struck me was his reflections on how we change through life and how we need to take time to notice that he went from being this wild adventurer taking risks at every opportunity to being the father and the husband and having to modulate what he did and how did he fit into that new space and I think as leaders we need to think about how do we mould and bend and fit into the context that we find ourselves it's not about us forcing the change it's about us feeling the change and then helping others see that change as we go through um, our leadership journey so yeah that's a, that's a couple mm, that I'd, I'd lovely. take forward. I've also come across Alistair Humphreys and greatly influenced by him in thinking of each day as a micro adventure and uh, this has definitely shaped me and the leader who I've become along with many other books most recently I've got into even more travel writing and this has something to do with the sense of adventure and the spirit of adventure mm. that I feel leadership is about mm. which leads me very well into my next question which is where are you going and by that I'm asking you about your sense of purpose and direction where are you heading now what's going to be your next big adventure well I think I've had an extremely big adventure um, in the last eight months or so so I've gone from being an employed member of a massive corporate organization to being a self-employed leadership consultant and I've this is my third career is how I'm describing it to others so I nursed I've been in the corporate world and now I'm standing on my own two feet in, in the leadership space. And that gives me a great sense of purpose and excites me beyond the terror that I feel on a regular basis as the direct debits come round on a monthly route. But the opportunity to, again, give back, to help others through my learnings get to where they want to go faster. Uh, I think you recognise that when you move into consultancy and, and that leadership space that it's not about you giving the answers it's about helping accelerate others journeys and that I'm really excited about and more so than that the opportunity to steer my own ship it's lovely to get a monthly salary and to know that that is all coming but to be able to choose work that gives me joy and helps me feed my inner passion I think is possibly one of the most exciting things I've done uh, and I'm really looking forward to the next adventure I guess micro adventure possibly fantastic you spoke then about joy and what gives you joy. One of the questions that I frequently ask leaders, particularly at the turning of a year or when they come back from having been away and had an opportunity to reflect, is what gives them hope and joy in their life and in their leadership, which speaks very much to my belief that leadership is personal and it's relational. Tell me a little bit more about the journey that you're looking forward to embarking on by way of what will give you joy. So what will give me joy? Well, frankly, the opportunity to steer my own ship, but also to be able to help others find the best in themselves. I genuinely believe that everyone is a superhuman 
and they have superhuman capabilities. But if they could only get out of their own way, they would recognise that. And too often that self-limiting belief is the one that holds us back from shining greatly. And so my joy is the opportunity to help others Mm -hmm. discover that flame, discover that light, and then to take that forward to progress their journeys. Nati, can you tell us a bit more about the self-limiting beliefs? You haven't mentioned them so far, and I'm wondering how people might be helped by you from this conversation in identifying their self-limiting beliefs. What has helped you to identify what might hold you back from the joy and living the life that you're choosing to live? Well, that's a that's a beautiful question, Annie. Thank you. And I think I was just reflecting on that and recognising when I was about 19, I went to a lecture at the Royal College of Physicians in, in Edinburgh and listened to these three world-class women talk about being brilliant surgeons. And I came home and I said to my mum, I want to be world-class at something. And she said to me, well, okay, great, but be the best that you can be. And that's brilliant. And that will be enough. And you will be world class at that. And that realisation has sat with me my whole life. And I regularly say it to my mum and she always laughs and said, oh, no, I never said that. But she did. And that would be my story, my mantra back to others. You are brilliant as you are. And if you take the time to recognise that, to let that sit in your heart and your mind, then your possibilities are endless. Um, so really the opportunity to, to help others see that brilliance is so important. And one thing that we don't necessarily spend time doing, we talk about self-limiting beliefs, of course, but it's because we can't see our brilliance that we, we get caught up in them. Mm. And we assume that John in the other cubicles more brilliant than I am or Lucy round the corner is more beautiful than I am. All of those things. Our comparison to others is what holds us back. And if we were to just look at our own brilliance and we move forward much quicker in a much more fulfilled way. Thank you. That's really, really lovely. And you've spoken there about two things. One, the belief in yourself to be the best that you can be, but also believing in others, helping them to believe in who they are. I know for myself, without the belief of other people in me at times when I have lacked belief in myself, I wouldn't be where I am today. And it sounds like this is something that is very close to your heart as well, that helping other people when maybe they're not believing in themselves to believe in themselves, that they can do it. One of the guiding principles that you would encourage others to mm. to learn and grow by. Mm. Absolutely. Natalie, in the last few minutes, is there anything else that you would add that could help people grow their leadership, steer their own ship, believe in themselves and be the best that they can be? Well, it's a slightly comedy um, strategy, but I regularly say to people, think about the fizzy drink Dr Pepper. And they had a fantastic marketing strategy, which was Dr Pepper, what's the worst that could happen? And actually that strategy of what's the worst that could happen, ask yourself that question. What is the worst that could happen? Well, I could come back to doing what I always did. Don't be afraid of the change. Be ready to try something new, even if it's something tiny. You move yourself into a mindset of positivity and yes, that then helps you take bigger steps. You don't have to do it all in one day. Incrementally improve. You see it in athletics and sport all the time. One step at a time. 
um, and I believe that all of us can achieve fantastic things. Thank you, Natalie, and all the very best with your next step into your adventure. Thank you for taking the time today to talk about yourself and your leadership, and thank you for helping our listeners think about their leadership. Absolutely my pleasure. If you've enjoyed this side-by-side conversation and would like to share your leadership story in a podcast with me, please do get in touch. You can find all my contact details on my website, www.annietownend.com or in the podcast details. I look forward to hearing from you.